0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Spawn podcast. This is an episode called Going Back in Time, and it is about how limitations are often the best thing for us and that there is a lot of freedom to be found in self-imposed boundaries. And so with that in mind, let's jump into the episode.
1: I could start it like a letter. My dear friend Tanner, I feel that... Was that a weird way to start?
0: I don't know if you've ever called me your dear friend. And so I was just kind of riding that
1: high. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll go with it. My dear friend Tanner, I feel that there are drawbacks to being born in the 2000s as an artist, to be an artist born in the 2000s, because you're raised with so much sophisticated tech that you don't even necessarily know what to, what to do with it. I think the real thing to say is you don't know how to appreciate all the things that you have with all these different tools that you have. And I feel that right now wanting to make music, I don't know how to just sit down in front of Logic, which is my DAW, digital audio workstation, and record music. There's, there's just some sort of a barrier that I don't know exactly how to put words to that um, it keeps me from being productive in the number one thing that I want to be productive in, right? I mean, there's nothing that I love more than music and I don't do it very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, I, and I have everything that I need to become the next big songwriting star, right? Because yeah. it's, it's accessible. It's not a very expensive software. It's one of those like you pay for it once and then you have it. Everyone from Adele to you name it has used Logic Pro 10. And and I'm sitting here just like never opening it. And I don't know what to do with that. So essentially you
0: know? the problem that you're saying is that you have, you have a, a world available to you. You have all of this ability that's just sit, like this latent potential that's sitting there like you could do anything you want with it um to create anything that you want and so like if you have all that access why why don't you use it um
1: yeah almost like there's too much access there's there's right. yeah, yeah too much at my fingertips and i'm too inexperienced and i just do not know where to start
0: yeah, and that's kind that's of, scarier. I mean, we kind of talked about this while we were pre-gaming, <laughs> but that's kind of one of the first examples that I thought of where with, you know, with music, I have just endless amounts of instruments in my computer that I can just call up and play on my keyboard and like the synthesizers and everything. It Not only are there a million ways to tweak them, but there's a million different presets that you can then tweak from there and uh there is do you this
1: really, wait 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 do you really think there's a million different synthesizers uh in... no
0: no not a million different synthesizers but probably a million different combinations of sounds you can make if not more um that and, sounds right and so if you don't you know you know having all that open to you paralyzes you um because if if you don't know your tools well enough Uh, when when the world is is available um, you don't know where to start and if you don't have a starting place then nothing gets start gets started and so you're disincentivized to even open it up in the first place because you know you subconsciously are like well once I open it then what and so like for me I just got an analog synthesizer which you know just to make it as super simple as possible is a box that makes a sound wave and from there you can adjust it and and change parameters and and manipulate the sound in a bunch of different really cool ways um but since it's so limited there's there's a set amount of knobs and a set amount of things that those knobs do the the limited aspect of it the boundaries that it places me within gives me more inspiration to try to actually sit down and use it and figure it out because I I think because it's it's almost like it's something that can be conquered in a way it's almost something that can be um you can understand
1: the ins and outs of it
0: I can yeah I can grasp it whereas if it's just a a computer with a you know a thousand different synths on it a thousand different sounds that aren't even just things but there are there are pianos and, and keyboards and trumpets and how whatever instrument you can think of um and the ways that you can tweak those then it's just like okay yeah i i have no clue what i want to do with this and so imposing well, you, limits on you helps yourself
1: imposing limits on you helps yourself that's a good quote i uh it
0: could probably be know, I, a little better but yeah
1: <laughs> no let's make a t-shirt i cool. think that if if you look at like what a computer is, it's <laughs> my numbers here. I'm just pulling out of thin air, but it's <laughs> 20 years of innovation. It's 20 years of adding on to it. When you mm-hmm. look at that software, it's uh, what am I trying to say? It's 20 years of history, um, as opposed to like the synthesizer that you're doing. That is simpler and and able to be understood, but with I guess. You were showing me the other day how pianos are recorded that are put into logic and how i'd imagine that's similar to how synthesizers are are recorded and put in there it's like people put all these microphones around an acoustic piano and record each note one at a time and so when you go through these different names if you open up your your audio software and you look at each of these different names of these different kinds of pianos in different spaces, like your room or your hallway or you name it, like a dozen things. It's, um, it's so much. It's so much. Mm-hmm. And there's something beautiful about, you know, not having the computer. You're just starting out as an artist. You have an acoustic piano that is in your hallway. Mm-hmm. And that's the one sound that you have. the the beauty in that is something that i think people are more prone to create in that environment with that lone piano and i think that you can emulate that like i feel that in the last couple months we've been tinkering with this idea a little bit and i'd like to say that the tinkering has been kind of a a successful experiment What what do you think about it
0: yeah for sure um i mean even when you're describing the piano i was thinking about the thing we talked about earlier uh, in a different conversation about jack johnson recording his first album and his frustration about only having one snare sound or one drum set uh yeah, but one drum from set. from that one drum set uh he he came out with uh just about as good of a debut album as i as i've heard from yeah
1: the whole anybody album he did an entire album, and it's one of my favorites ever. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was talking to my brother the other day, and I, and we were talking about desert island albums, like top five that you'd have to take with you. And I mm-hmm. I put that in there, and he was just like, oh, that's a good pick. <laughs> um, and but yeah, the <laughs> that's t- nice. The t-
1: that's that's nice that your brother affirms you like that, because because my brother always tells me, like Jack Johnson's irrelevant today, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you. Oh man, I just want to slap him. But well, there sorry, there, there are
0: plenty of things that he would like to slap me about, and <laughs> that I would reverse that. With.
1: We would just we would just have a slapping fest. Yeah, in, in a weird slap triangle.
0: Yeah, slaps would abound, and it'd just get too much too quick. But yeah, I, I, to to sum it up, I think our, our tinkering has been successful. I've also done tinkering or started to with uh, you know you know this whole thing is kind of like just talking about analog versus digital almost because digital is the, the world of being able to have limitless options and, uh, the utmost accessibility, um, even with our, with our cameras, um, where you can take a picture immediately you can take, you can take 16 pictures a second. Uh, um, and like, you don't even have to think twice about it. And so I recently got a, uh, so, like i film a lot of stuff but i don't take very many pictures i just don't really enjoy it that much um but i like having pictures that like preserve memories and that sort of thing and so i recently got a film camera and uh since getting it uh when when i notice a moment well first off i'm more apt more likely to notice moments that i would like to preserve when i'm in the middle of the moment which is kind of cool but also when i notice those moments i i have the film camera which is like you have 36 shots per roll and then you have to go develop it and so you're really limited Um, and so you better think hard about if that's a picture that you actually want to take and so when I notice those moments I'm way more likely to be like okay cool this is one that's worthy of documenting and I'll go grab my camera and just do a little snip snap. Yeah,
1: yeah and the development process having to actually send your film and then wait to get your photos back.
0: I'm, yeah. sh-
1: I'm sure that that process gives you a deeper relationship with the photos when you get them.
0: I, I hope it will. I haven't gotten any film developed yet. <laughs> I'm oh, pretty... you
1: haven't gone through that yet?
0: No, I'm pretty new to the thing. Like I got my camera a little while ago and I've done a couple of shoots but I haven't sent the film off yet.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, plus being a videographer, I guess both of us being videographers, we're always filming with cameras that could be thought of as photo cameras. Yeah and so to just switch the dial to photo and then use that i mean yeah it's always seemed i i don't know i i guess i like the video more i I do too i just do um it's it's what did i hear a a quote today that like video is like a moving mosaic Hmm. it's it's a medium unlike any other the way that it captures time from the time that you hit record to the time that you stop or from the time That a director says action to when he says cut you know and the camera's rolling it's it's literally capturing time um as it plays out and i just thought man like there is something really romantic about video that i love um but you know i I haven't gotten an actual film camera that i've been that i've been using i I got like five from my grandparents but they um they're from like the 40s and 50s yeah so you know, I think the film for one of them is like eight hundred dollars a roll.
0: Yeah, uh, that kind of defeats the whole accessible yeah. purpose, sort of. <laughs> your, <laughs> uh, being, your situation's you, better. It doesn't have to be like as accessible as a digital camera, but you, you have to at least be able to realistically be able to use it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they've. You but know, you've they've been tinkering
0: like with other with other stuff
1: in that realm. Yeah, still. yeah. I mean, I got I got like three different ways that I've been trying to. <laughs> to mess with this idea i mean the first one is a paint by numbers kit mm. you know i've wanted to learn how to draw i wanted to learn how to paint and when i look at a blank canvas i think well i don't want to waste that <laughs> even though it was only like two dollars and 50 cents right and then i'm like well i don't really know how to clean brush as well so in my experience when i use a brush it's a one and done Oh, no. and that's, that's incredibly wasteful and terrible. Um, but there's there's all these stupid things like that, these inexperienced things that make me create less. And so I got to paint by numbers.
0: Which for people who don't know, it's just like a, you, you order it off of the website and it sends the brushes and the paints to you and you kind of like, it's almost like connect the dots, but instead you just fill in where the where the paint tells you to, right?
1: Yeah, there's spaces with numbers in them and you just you just paint in right. those spaces the color that goes with the number. It's cuz I got this app on my iPad which is called Procreate and it's a pretty affordable drawing app if you don't take into account that how expensive an iPad is. When I open that up, it's an it's another example of not knowing where to start, but after drawing with these six brushes that I have, you know, I look at the brush options in this drawing software and i'm like i know those brushes Mm -hmm. you know i've used those The there's a brush that is meant to be used for making trees really easily (laughs) and i'm like you know i've actually i used that in real life yeah yeah
0: Um, it got you familiar with the tools
1: yeah the canvas the two dollar and fifty cent canvas i bought that i used to be scared of doing i bought paint and i just put paint all over that thing and used my brushes and it's like the paint by numbers just made me more confident both on a real canvas and in my painting software.
0: It, it just introduces you to the world of painting.
1: Well, yeah, your hand gets used to what acrylic paint feels like when it comes <laughs> off the brush and goes onto the canvas. You get a feel for what this kind of canvas feels like and, you know, holding a brush. I mean, it's it's a great way to just get into the basics. I, I also got a typewriter, you know, maybe six months ago and I don't use it for everything Mm -hmm. I can already say that much but it really got me into typing because to writing 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 yeah I mean I've always had Microsoft Word on my computer and you know you remember like middle school which
0: is way easier to use than a typewriter
1: yeah yeah I would say so um it's all but it is more in depth yeah i okay, I took apart a typewriter and engineering wise those things are very in depth and, <laughs> and amazing and I love them but yeah. they 're not they 're not technology in the sense that well they 're not digital um, they're very sophisticated technology, but they 're not digital and Microsoft Word has so many things it can do mm-hmm. and uh maybe it's just less fun, I guess if you were to be raised with Microsoft Word and then one day in your teenage years you're like I think I want to be a writer yeah and then it's like what am I going to turn to the thing I was raised with like kind of <laughs> seems boring <laughs> I think that's real
0: yeah you know fair.
1: so if you get a typewriter you're like what on earth is this thing this is from the 1940s and mine is it's from 1948
0: that's pretty
1: um, legit it, it's amazing And when you press it, if you don't press the key hard enough and like you, you have to strike it with your finger, which that actual mechanical motion with your finger pushes it and it goes through all its levers and whatnot. And it sends this key flying up at your page and it strikes the page with the energy that came from your hand. Mm -hmm. And so it is... A whole different experience. A whole different experience.
0: It's almost like like, there's a there's a huge amount of satisfaction of of earning the thing that you've created.
1: Yeah, but also just having something new. I mean, I thought. Yeah. I thought writing was the coolest thing for about a month and a half. Like, (laughs) it was a high that lasted six weeks. I wrote every day.
0: Yeah, that's a long high too.
1: It is. It was exciting. I was able to just be creative and do creative writing, whatever came to my mind, and just do like a page a day. And at the end of that, I opened up Microsoft Word and I looked at it, and I had a completely different relationship immediately with Microsoft Word.
0: Mm. And what was that relationship?
1: Like it, what, was understanding, that it was understanding a little bit more of where we had, had come from to, to get to this digital point, mm-hmm. you know, my keyboard is, it's like, as far as keyboards go, it's as easy as it gets and it's a very flat surface and, yeah. you know, it like doesn't make a sound and it's just, it's such a, such a different device from a typewriter. And uh, I like writing more, no matter where I'm writing, whether it be by hand on paper or whatever. Mm-hmm. because of getting a typewriter it's not something you can put into words fully it's an experience someone would have to go and and do if they want to be a writer i would say go do that
0: yeah that is actually yeah. that's a, that's a really cool piece to it that you know um all of this isn't to just disparage um the incredible feat that like modern technology is uh you know having the the digital age of just like everything is available to you, um, and you can create anything from nothing, pretty much. The hard part about it is what we've talked about is just that if you, if you aren't familiar with creating in that space, then you're not going to know where to start. However, when, when you do get that appreciation the, that, that you're talking about, um, and you then are given access to create more freely with all those different options. Um, it's just, it, you become like a superhero and you become that much more powerful, um, in what you're able to create, uh, Jacob Collier actually had a really good quote, which it's funny coming from him, <laughs> but, uh, uh, he said, I, I think it might've been just like on an Instagram post that I saw the other day. Um, people are always talking about how less is more, less is more, uh, you know, his teachers always told him, Hey, you're playing too much. Less is more. Um, and he said, well, that's, that's true but most people say that in a lazy way uh because how can you know that less is more if you don't know what more is and uh he like a lot of people um like would say that he still just does way too much um but i think the quote itself is really profound (laughs) Um, and and i do love a lot of stuff that he does um where you know for i think for a lot of people it is that less is more because they don't know what more is. And so if you're trying to do more, then it, it's not going to translate very well. But when you learn from kind of like that foundation, the building blocks and like the from the limitations that you place on yourself, yeah. you gain access to the more and hopefully can then use it tastefully in, uh, in ways that are really inspiring.
1: Yeah. I always think of Jacob Collier's uh, like Zoom call, FaceTime call with Charlie Puth, mm. where you know charlie pooth being more on the pop side where
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is closer to like what i would like to get into it's this understanding of you know good art is understanding the complexities of like what people are after yeah i i think at least to a degree it's like if you if you release something that becomes successful that is a skill to be able to do that and be able to do that consistently um, jacob collier on the other end is an artist that is all about expression it's not about mm-hmm. just like again it's not about just like figuring out the psyche of your customer of your consumer and thinking what are they after how can i create something that they're going to jam to that's going to add something to their life and it's this it's this artist experience that that is really focused on the consumer jacob collier is more focused on his own expression i would feel
0: yeah and And i think the the piece that is coming for for him is just that he he's gotten so good at translating how he feels that expression that even though it's not like pop necessarily in in the sense that it would normally appeal to a lot of people uh it's it it's gotten to that level that people are still kind of drawn to it that they're like this is just different and uh bigger or more more involved than almost anything that i ever see and so sometimes it's just too much and other times it's uh kind of sitting there uh <laughs> bewildered and in awe
1: <laughs> yeah i mean in that facetime call charlie Puth was telling jacob you know why don't you do one album that is less crazy and then jacob said to charlie why don't you do an album that is (laughs) absolutely bonkers like totally going crazy on your creativity and that is their two positions you know yeah and it's it's funny um but jacob collier comes across a little more like because of the way that he is, he's great and he is a genius, but he comes across a little crazy. Yeah. Maybe maybe kind of like the kid that eats glue in class, but <laughs> not <laughs> like not just blatantly unaware, like not in that sense no. that what he's doing is wrong, but more in the sense that it's like he's like, "But wait a minute, maybe something could be cooked with this and we're missing out <laughs> on a real potential here." Yeah and why say no to anything before trying it? And it's just like, you do need that in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, it's funny because neither one is necessarily like right. It's just a matter of like what, what is better for the given person. And the, it, it is true though, I think that what you're saying with like the way that Charlie Puth kind of was approaching it, it does tend to appeal to more people.
1: Well, yeah, it's like that. That is the focus, yeah. I would think, to a degree. They might be like, "Oh, I don't focus on this," but like, I think it's hard to say that that you make pop music that, it, like, consistently that is just really successful, and you're not, to at least some degree, focused on making that music for someone other than yourself, um, because I think most people, their expression and whatnot does like to at least fly off the wall to a degree go outside of the the reins of what would be successful and uh for people that stay reined in stay stay honed in on things that are successful i think that yeah they're like charlie pooth they're focused on their crowd they're on un- they're they're aware of what what would be successful and that is what they're after mm-hmm. but i think like one other thing that's just important to note is how these these drawbacks of being born in the two thousands with all of this tech, of maybe being bored of that tech or, or not fully un- appreciating it. Not fully appreciating it, yeah. Yeah. Um those same drawbacks have probably been around for any generation throughout all of time that has been given some new tool that they didn't have before. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just having something that the people that are already 40 years old look at it and they go, you don't know what it is that you have and (laughs) they're right. And you being, being so young, you're like, you know, Oh, you know, this has always been around. At yeah. least in my lifetime. And so you don't think it's so special.
0: Like when the typewriter came out, people like the hipsters going back to handwriting everything because that was the <laughs> that's now the cool thing to do since it's vintage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably terrible examples we're giving, but yeah. um, you know, I, I think literally through all of time, any innovation with a tool that that has has been you know there's probably been generational differences structured around the release of that new tool that that there's just different differing understandings of that tool of course but but also just differing willingnesses to use it or mm. or you know a different draw to using it some people might be more drawn to use it because they understand that it's so much more efficient than what they used to have or yeah. whatever. And that's just, I, I don't know. I feel like that's important to note because it's a good reason to go buy something old to hardwire into your brain where we've come from. Yeah. And I just feel like to I to develop I could that
0: appreciation.
1: Yeah, I feel like I could guarantee that this is going to be helpful for people. Yeah. You know, because I have felt so, so great.
0: And it's them. and it's not just going and doing those things just for sake of doing them, but more so if it's a, a field that you're interested in, uh, learning the roots and the history of it, but not just through reading a book or reading something online, but it's more experiencing through some being hands-on yeah yeah um, it, it really does uh feel like you're uh stepping into a whole new aspect of the world that you're supposedly supposed to already know a whole lot about
1: <laughs> and it just makes you more interesting i mean i was yeah. talking with a bunch of old people the other day as i do and i was like you know those typewriters? And this whole group of old people is looking at me like, who is this kid? He knows they about typewriters. flock over to you. They're like, oh, typewriter. I'm going huh? <laughs> to write him into my will. <laughs> <laughs> and so...
0: <laughs> Let me give you all my money.
1: Now I have that going for me.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We have a lot more episodes coming out soon. On top of that, we also have all of our music up on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever else you stream. We also have a lot of YouTube videos coming out soon, as well as uh, we do we do a lot of fun stuff on social media with Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff, trying to keep things fun and lighthearted. Uh, so go find us on there if you're interested in listening and watching more.